Hi there. Welcome to Lasso Cast. You're listening to a special Patreon preview app. That's right. Uh, we've been threatening for months and we've had some requests from listeners, so we're finally going to do it. We're, we've got a Patreon launching. Um, you can find out about like the perks and the levels uh, there. It's starting at like three bucks. Um, there'll be some bonus ups. There'll be some fam jams. There'll be like quarterly virtual hangout type event things. Figure all that out. Um, and maybe some more interviews from people from the show, from Ted Lasso. So, uh, please check it out and, uh, support us if you, if you can, if you're able. Yeah. I do want to give the asterisk that this Patreon will be a wild time. It may not be completely tethered to Ted Lasso. So I do want to give that caveat. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it should be a fun time. I mean, yeah, we're going to do monthly bonus ups that are kind of experimental, like me and Cy. We're going to talk about Winter House, the Bravo reality show. Uh, what is Winter House? <laughs> you have to you have to listen to find out. You can't even just explain the basic premise of Winter House. Come so on. this is the thing it's, I attempted to explain to um, Devendra on oh. our last episode. It's truly. Um, a lot of entitled people. First of all, mm-hmm. it's on Bravo. So it's that brand, right? Um, so I it's mean, a lot of entitled people yeah. who are spending time together in Stowe, Vermont, on the, on the slopes, getting drunk, having a good time. That's essentially what it is. And yeah. it is reality TV. Whoa. It's mm-hmm. goofy as hell. Mm-hmm. But it'll be fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, Kenny and I are going to do like a movie argument type of podcast episode um we'll do some selena plus chef stuff just like whatever comes up and we want to try out maybe you guys will appreciate it john is going to defend batman v superman and i'm going to go no actually you really do like the Zack snyder justice league and i think it's i do like the snyder cut i think it's no good i don't know if i'm not saying it's great it's better than the we didn't cut I think it's no good. <laughs> we'll get into that on an app. Look, I'm just finally glad that I'm going to be unfiltered and raw dogging it. Mm. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. We'll do some dirty podcasts, too. What, <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Last podcast after dark. Ooh, we're going to get so dirty, filthy, naughty. Yeah. Goodness. We'll <laughs> On the photo couch. We'll be just open with each other. On the photo couch? Yeah, on the photo mm-hmm. couch. On is the that, photo couch. Is that like a Titanic reference? Or what's the photo couch? <laughs> no, you it's where Roy and Keeley opened up to each other in that episode. Oh. <laughs> oh. Johnny and Cy, what if instead of a red table, you guys have a photo couch? <laughs> and you just come to the photo couch every time just, and do that. The yeah, photo couch flashes going and, off. Yeah. <laughs> the guests are like... What is happening? And we're just um, confessing. That's great. Sure. Yeah. And eventually, like, the re- the repeated flashes will just unlock their inhibitions and they'll just be crazy open and spill their secrets. Ugh, you got to come to the photo couch. You're going to get that catharsis. Come <laughs> to the photo couch. Come to the photo couch, honey. But for today, we're going to talk. It's a fam jam, first of all. Everybody get up. It's time to jam now. We got a real... (gasps) It's happening. (laughs) That's great. Bam jam. Oh, God. Bam jam. Yeah, it's a bam jam. Um, We're going to talk about things that you could watch or listen to now that there's a giant hole in your heart where Ted Lasso used to, to sit. Um... I feel like maybe a lot of these shows we've in movies we've mentioned before, maybe we haven't. The, the hope is that it, there's at least one thing that each listener hasn't watched, and hopefully they check it out. Mm-hmm. And also, hopefully there's at least one podcast that they haven't checked out, and they check it out. That would be cool. Um, who wants to go first for like shows or movies to check out now that we have nothing to do? You're absolutely right, John. You should go. Okay. Um, my first recommendation, we've definitely talked about it a little bit on the podcast before. It's called The Other Two. 
It's on HBO Max. Stars <sighs> Drew Tarver and some other folks. Ken Marino being one of them. Molly Shannon. I forgot the name of Brooke. Helene. Helene York. Yes, she's amazing. Helene? Helene? What happens if there's like a apostrophe Ooh. symbol over the E? Uh, I believe you... It's an A sound, right? You you take your right hand, you kind of bring Tilt the it. fingertips together, and then uh, much mm. like saying that you're about to have spaghetti, you also have to say Helene. Then it might be Helene York. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's just a show about uh, basically a Justin Bieber type, a teen who blew up off of a YouTube video um, who gets famous. But the show follows his two older siblings who are kind of a, kind of messes and trying to figure out how to put their lives together. But it's just nice because the siblings all love each other. There's no conflict between them. There's no backstabbing like a lot of sibling based TV shows uh, have. It's just. People who love each other trying to figure stuff out under the shadow of their baby brother. It is hysterical. Kenny, have you seen this? It's just hysterical. I have started watching this show and I like it. (laughs) Just like. How far into it are you? I think I am on, I think the next episode that I watch is episode nine. (gasps) What? And just like, interesting. Yeah, I just, I just like it. And that is fine because not every show needs to be something that I'm obsessed with. Totally. So, some shows can just be okay. Did you not cry laugh at Ken Marino? At, at, um, I know what you're going to say. Chase Dreams lip syncing to Ken Marino? <laughs> no, not at all. Oh my God. That, just I was the cry thought brings well, me tears. It's freaking funny. Here's the thing, y'all. I want to see people succeed. Uh, and whenever people are doing badly, I go, no, no. Oh why, why don't you recognize that people could help you? Okay. Uh, but I also, I, I friggin' love, I love Drew Tarver. Yes. Uh, it is so good to see him on a big sitcom like the other two. Well, I don't exactly know if the other two is a big sitcom, but I have loved Drew Tarver on Comedy Bang Bang. How right. do you know Drew? Is that mostly from Comedy Bang Bang or have you seen him in other things? I, yeah, actually, I think, Bang Bang. yeah, I think only from Comedy Bang Bang. Um, yeah. But every time that he's on Comedy Bang Bang, I know that I'm in for something that is going to be absolutely hysterical. Yep. Um, yeah. The the jokes don't come as Fast and Furious for me uh, as something like, say, I, I don't know, car stunts and Fast and Furious. You know what I'm wondering? I think a lot of the jokes are cultural, pop cultural references. Mm. I wonder if you're just not getting a lot of them. Uh, I re- remember something outrageously specific in that show <laughs> that I was I was flummoxed by how specific it was. <laughs> you know, can you, tell, can you tell me what it was? Can you tell me what that reference was? Yeah, it was when um, Drew Tarver's character Carrie goes on uh, Watch What Happens Live to bartend. <laughs> Sorry. Uh-huh. That's my kind of stuff, man. Okay, keep uh, going. <laughs> yeah. I love seeing Patrick Wilson on that show, by the way. Mm, yeah, that's the app. Oh, gosh, Patrick Wilson. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that he's in the Conjuring movies, which are some of the most uh, successful movies of the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. But I still think that Patrick Wilson is very underrated. Always delivers really solid work. Yep. Uh, and he's wonderful in Morning Glory, but that's not one of my selections. Okay. Do you want to give us a selection? Uh, you're absolutely right. Sai, you should give the next selection. <laughs> <laughs> I will just say like, another plug or two for the other two mm-hmm. is, again, this is a 30-minute program, so low commitment, and it's on HBO Max if you have that or get a friend's you know, login. Uh, and one of the writers is Chris Kelly, who I think part of the reason I love it so much is because of all the pop culture references. And that's so my wheelhouse. So like he is a Bravo fan and I've heard him on other podcasts talking about his fandom. And so he weaves so much of that strange world into the show and it just really makes me laugh. So if you like comedy and if you like Ken Marino and his shenanigans, Mm -hmm. I mean, Molly Shannon is such a love, such a love. And it eventually gets to... a more emotional level and Kenny you're almost 
at that point. <gasps> oh, Kenny. How do you feel about the character Lance? Do you love Lance? Lance. With the sneakers and the beautiful smile? Lance. Who is Lance? Brooke's ex-boyfriend. Oh my gosh! Yes! <laughs> He's I the best. freaking love Lance. Thank you. Oh Thank my you. Gosh, I love Lance. How great is Lance? So good. He's Ugh. the best. Like his smile makes me smile. Like yeah. he's so great. Here's the thing. I love it when characters are nice mm-hmm. on shows and people are like, they're dumb, but actually they're just good people. Yeah. It's so they do good. some fun things with him in season two. Yeah. Oh, so. gosh. Uh, count me excited. Oh, and if you love Drew Tarver, he kicks I it do. up a notch in season two. Like I would say the show pivots mm-hmm. to be more about him than anyone else. It's so great. Oh, can't mm-hmm. wait. Him and Molly Shannon, I think, take mm-hmm. take the, the center stage in season two. Yep. I'm so friggin' jazzed for Molly Shannon. God, I'm so glad she's back. Man, her. she's the best. You'll never You're watch it, Kenny, but she's good in The White Lotus. I'll never watch it. Yeah, <laughs> she's good. Sai, what's your uh, first recommendation? Yeah, I'll kick it off with Sex Education. Oh! Have you seen it? Love it! <gasps> Kenny, what? Oh my gosh, I didn't know you were a watcher. Okay, great. Um, uh, I'm officially going to give Sex Education my friggin' jazzed stamp. Free and jazzed? Fr- friggin' jazzed. Friggin' oh. jazzed. <laughs> and Johnny put in a stamp sound effect for that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So I've been watching it for years and I'm a huge fan. So for listeners, it is on Netflix. It is three seasons so far, 60 minute show. So it's pretty long. Um, But man, is it so fun. So it has Hannah Waddingham. She, I mean, she's not like a main character, but she is a character in the show. She plays um, a mother of one of the, you know, students at this high school that the story kind of centers around. Um, And Jillian Anderson, she's like the main mom who's also a uh, therapist, like a sex therapist to an extent. Um, And so her son is, he kind of starts like a... A clinic, so to speak, him and his friend Maeve start a clinic at the school. And so they offer all of this sex advice. And at first they're doing it to help Maeve, you know, make some money on the side, but then it, you know, grows into something more. So the story itself is super sex positive and then explores all of these like interesting queer themes, which is so different um, than my upbringing that it's very insightful to me. Like I, I grew up very, conservative, um, which, you know, is absolutely fine to, you know, to an extent. Um, but in some ways it's kind of a handicap. So I feel like I'm even learning so much about the show, just about to an extent, like I just didn't think there was that much sex happening in high school. And now I'm like, Oh, I guess there was. Uh, and yeah. And I feel like even in season three now, it's very much centered around, um, different queer narratives that as a, cis, you know, married woman, I just haven't really thought about, you know what I mean? And so it's so curious to just watch this all unfold with these young kids. And I hope that when I have kids, I can now be way more informed and like open-minded and be like, these are all of your options. It's going to be great. I I grew up a freak. Oh, did you know? It was kind of boring to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Also, you're a cis-cis. A cis-cis? Yeah, you're a cis-cis. Yes. <laughs> um, I haven't watched this show yet. I should dive into it, though. You should. It's really great. Uh, it's, it's, it's really exquisite. Um, and kind of like Ted Lasso, it kind of gets away from the premise more so in season three. Mm-hmm. And instead becomes this really lovely intertwining narrative. I thought season three was so <gasps> strong. Kenny, I cried in the last episode. Yeah. Like uh, what they've built up to over the last three seasons is fantastic. Like this was a perfect season to me. It was great. Mm. Yeah. And it's British. Yeah. It's British. So there's yeah. that. Yeah. Everyone dresses nice, which is why it's British. Mm. And it's a pretty diverse cast. Like there is, um, quite a few like Nigerians a part of the show. And it's really cool to like see that, um, that side of like culture. And it's not like it's a huge piece of the storyline, um, mm. but it's really cool. I really like it. Nice. 
check that out. Kenny, what's your first suggestion? There's nobody else to go for you now. That's a great idea, Johnny. Uh, and for my first selection for the Ted Lasso hole filling contest. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what this is, right? The first yes. annual Ted Lasso hole filling contest? Correct. Is the exquisite, the tremendous, the marvelous, and dare I say, the even more positive Joe Para talks with you. Johnny, play that clip. Here we go. Okay. What is this now? Uh, now, Sai, have you watched Ted Lasso and gone, ma'am, I like this show, but I think that it's too long and there's too much conflict? Then Joe Para Talks With You is the show for you. Streaming on HBO Max, each 12-minute episode has Midwestern choir teacher Joe Para guide you through the wonderful world of the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, mm. tackling such topics as breakfast, fall drives, dancing, uh, the rat wars of Alberta, Canada, and the mineral iron. He also talks about Whoa. the wonders of the grocery store, uh, bachelor parties, and the incredible video, the incredible episode where he just watches internet videos with his partner. <laughs> nice. Uh, it's, it's an adult swim show. So you're expecting the other shoe to drop and it, to just become anti-comedy. And instead you just watch an outrageously pleasant human being be very satisfied with his life and just be kind. Hmm. Um, it is have, so lovely. I have a question. Uh, yes, I. You mentioned it's on Adult Swim. Is this a animated show or is this live action? It is live action, except for the very first special Joe Para talks you to sleep, uh, which, in my opinion, is not as strong as some of the ep other episodes. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Okay. All right. Where is it streaming? It is streaming on HBO Max, um, oh. and I, it took me two or three episodes to kind of get really onto the show's vibe because it is so aggressively pleasant. Like you're expecting, mm. you're expecting to find out that Joe Para is just not in on the joke for hmm. some reason. Uh, but then there's the beautiful episode. Joe Parra takes you on a fall drive where he takes his jack-o'-lantern on a fall drive because he feels like he needs to just dispose of jack-o'-lantern in a way that is kind of slightly respectful. <laughs> and I found myself somehow getting very emotional at an inanimate object being mm. given a very solemn farewell. Uh, it is, it's, it's so shocking in just in terms of how pleasant it is. Johnny, have you seen it? No, but it's, uh, shooting up to the top of my list. Sounds great. It's, it's, it's incredible. It uh, sounds, um, on a similar wavelength to one of my other, um, suggestions that we'll get into. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's my selection for my first choice for the Ted Lasso hole filling contest. Very nice. Um, my second choice for the Ted Lasso hole filling contest of 2021 is a little show also on HBO, HBO max called starstruck. <sighs> Have you seen this Kenny? Have you nope. seen this? Wait, was that the crowd? <laughs> what was happening? What what's happening? It's the crowd. It's the crowd. Why Go is wild. the crowd like burping? I thought they were playing the Vuvuzelas. Mm-hmm. No, Vuvuzelas like it's some. Um, um, wait, you do that, and we'll do our things. Ready? Yeah. Go. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so the sound that I was going for was. It was a whole stadium full of people whipping their towels around, P.D. Pablo style. Um, <clears throat> Starstruck is a, it's another British show, but it's uh, 
created and starring a New Zealand comedian named Rose Matafeo. Uh, but it's about a millennial in London juggling two dead-end jobs and navigating the awkward morning after the night before when she discovers the complications of accidentally sleeping with the film star. Um, it's like six episodes and they're 30 minutes each. It is the lowest commitment possible. And it's just a wonderful, grounded rom-com. It's lovely. Um, it Rose. takes place in London. It takes place in London. Um, it's kind of a, an int- interesting like perspective of not fish out of water, but somebody in a foreign land, but from a perspective that I've never seen, which is just New Zealand to England. Um, but yeah, Rose Matafeo, I think, is going to be a gigantic star. So jump on early. Let's check out Starstruck. It's a very easy watch. And also the man who plays um, the film star uh named tom his his name uh nikesh patel he is a gorgy so if you like gorgy men oh, i do i do for that alone you should watch it whoa look this guy saw so you liked it right i loved it mm-hmm. i kind of want to rewatch it because it's, it's i would three, rewatch it's, it it's so hours. great it's an amazing rom-com and it's three hours um it's paced very well like it's not like these people hook up and then they immediately have strife and then they end up back together. Like it really paces out over like a year and a half of them just kind of keep running into each other mm-hmm. and how they react each time. It's great. Kenny, have you seen this? I have not. I haven't even heard of this. Oh, have I think you? you would love this. I, I, it sounds right up my alley. I also just, I really like shows that are rom-coms would that be mm-hmm. a fair label mm-hmm. to yeah. put on it rom-coms are severely underrated rom-coms are very hard to do especially yeah. whenever they're great and they never get enough credit correct this one's done very well it's also just very funny she's she's super funny and i'm uh i'm really looking forward to see what she does because i think she's a star yeah this Starstruck, good. hbo max check it out I think you're a star, Johnny. Thank you. You're welcome. Sai, what's your second pick? Oh, for my second pick, I'm going to go. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to go in a reality direction. Oh, that was my third choice. Thank you so much, Sai. Was it reality direction? Love that show. Oh. <laughs> this is um, I this is not my standard type of reality show. Well, that's not true. So. This is the Parisian Agency, and it is a reality TV series that takes place in France, and it follows the Caretz family and their luxury property business. And Mm. so when I say it's not my usual type of reality TV, I think I um, often speak to trash TV as my reality TV of choice, but I also do really enjoy like, you know, home renovation and like all that kind of stuff. So this is my... If I'm watching TV with John type of reality TV, um, and it's a sweet family who's obviously speaking French, then that really just brings me joy. And it's a 30 minute show on Netflix. Um, and the family, they're beautiful. So there's that. Just go in to be like, oh, what beautiful people. And then they're also incredibly sweet. Um, and I just love that the show kind of transports you, right? So I don't feel like I'm sitting in my living room in Austin, Texas. I truly feel like I'm overseas watching these people live their life and try to make sales and all this kind of stuff. It's really lovely. It's an interesting blend of like a typical real estate sales reality show, but then it it gets into some family dynamics. And like one thing is one of the sons Mm. is potentially leaving France with his wife because his wife got a big job and like how that's like really destroying the dad yeah sad yeah because it's truly like a family business it's like the dad and the mom they've both have kind of raised this business up and they've got their four sons who are all three of them are old enough to work for them and so there's just one last boy who's like in high school but they've all been a part of this family business for so long and they're very close and it's interesting to watch them sort of um navigate life with all sorts of like new chapters and stuff. It's so great. Mm-hmm. And there's like a 90 year old French grandma and she's lovely. Oh, she's dope. And yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. So the Parisian agency on Netflix, 30 minutes of fun. 
<laughs> Kenny. Uh, hey, Sai. Uh, yo, knock, yo. knock. Who's there? Uh, me. Can I come into your reality house? <gasps> All are welcome. Please. <laughs> Let me open the door. <laughs> oh, hey, Sai. I have a reality show. Okay, tell me more. Have a seat at my table. Ooh, let me sit down. Ooh, ooh, this is great. Sai, uh, I really don't like reality TV. I really don't. But this, if you're looking to fill up the Ted Lasso hole, then, girl, you gotta watch some Queer Eye. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I, I cannot stand reality television. I, I genuinely cannot stand it. It's the, the, the editing rhythms just, they don't work for me. Mm. Uh, so please keep that in mind whenever I say if the Queer Eye was something that is outrageously affecting to my life. Uh, for those that are listening to the Patreon feed that might not know what Queer Eye is, Queer Eye is a makeover show with the Fab Five, where five uh, men come in and very often remake uh, someone that's a little bit of a project and help unlock a, not a better version of themselves, but a version of a person that they just have had trouble accessing because of some issue. That's a beautiful way of phrasing that. That's great. And I think that that's critical because it's really easy to look at other makeover shows and you, and the framing is, well, they're obviously a hot mess. Yeah. Let's change them. I think Queer Eye rides a very fine line. Doesn't necessarily always succeed in necessarily uh, trying to avoid casting judgment, but at the same time, they're very cognizant of that. And also, really want to try and go you're already good enough you mm-hmm. are you are already good enough be kind to yourself be better to yourself because you matter mm. uh and the the first episode is with uh it's 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 about someone that is very clearly a trump voter i think he's got a trump sign uh and it's very clear that the guys are bothered by this political choice, but also it's very clear that this guy has very low self-esteem about himself and no one has taken the chance on this guy. And he believes that he is kind of past his prime. And instead the guys are just like, brother, you keep calling yourself ugly and that's just not the case here are things that can help you feel better about yourself. And mm-hmm. for someone that exists within a normal parent, a normal paradigm within a paradigm of things that have been considered traditional masculinity, where I felt that masculinity needs to be all of these signifiers of strength and power and all of these things to watch this very buff, burly, manly man guy who is all about, big cars and fast cars and cars and stuff. (laughs) And it's very traditionally masculine to see him break down and go, I just thought that I was just done. Thank you. It was, it was really affecting. Um, Mm -hmm. And in, in later seasons, they even go beyond just, giving men makeovers and instead branch out to uh, other folks. And mm-hmm. it is boy howdy. Sai, thank you for letting me into your reality house. Any time. That's a oh. great call out. I miss Queer Eye. I don't, when, when is their next season? Do we know? Well, according to Wikipedia, there was a new special that came out in July of 2021, but I haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So after this, I'm probably going to go to Netflix and look for that special. Cause I, yeah, we have to put that in the queue. They might can, still be filming in Austin right now for the next season. For sure. Yeah. I know they, they were here for a while. Yeah. Yeah, That's they do. They do a really good job of not being like, here, just be a different person. <laughs> They're just, they yeah. are truly like taking care of these people and are just like, I'm going to show you your potential and not even in like a weird way, just like, look, a haircut. Baba. Yeah. Like, you yeah, know what I gymnastics. mean? 
Yeah. Uh, it's it's really great. I love that yeah. show. Yeah, I'm thinking of the woman who is dressing in camo every day and it's so clearly just a fashion disaster because mm. she's wearing camo every day. Yeah. But the guys are like this is not necessarily a great thing but also it's reflection it's reflective of your passion mm-hmm. of of nature and hunting and all of these things. Personally, I think hunting is distasteful, but you don't. So, what can we design? That will help you feel more confident about yourself. That is also a little bit more fashion forward. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's really just, that's really kind. Yeah. I think what's fun about that show too is like, and John and I've talked about this about, you know, just people in general is like, you do have to do a little bit of your own marketing, your own PR. And I think they do a really good job of being like, you can show the world that you value yourself. You know what I mean? Like you taking time for yourself, which is why he's like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to show you how to use moisturizer. And like, I'm going to show you how to cook food. That's good for you. It's like you were putting out to the world, like I matter. I take time for myself. I put my best version out there and it doesn't have to be your favorite version of me, but this is my best. You know what I mean? And I really, I really love that, especially when they're even doing home makeovers because it's not over the top. It's like, I'm just going to clean this up so that you can move through your home in a more confident and efficient manner. And I love that. Oh, Cy, you nailed it. Yeah, exactly that. And you should check out the original series, too, from the early 2000s. I don't know where it's living now, but it was on Bravo. Where is that? I'll tell you. It's on on Peacock. There you go. Johnny, let's do it. Ted Allen, the origin story. Uh, And I believe you could just sign up for a peacock account and it's free if you sign up for the commercial plan nice do we have peacock yeah <gasps> kenny you should come over someday let's do old um what crap uh, original <laughs> i want to say five guys <laughs> <laughs> old five guys I queer guy queer that. eye there we go queer guy for the straight <laughs> eye um struggling yeah carson cressley i used to man i love that show um. All right, Kenny. Thank you for coming to the Reality House. Mm, thank you. Uh, I'm just. I'm going to help myself to a uh, spritzer. Have a spritzer. Check out the pool. You uh, do you. Let me go yep. dive in the pool while Johnny gives his next selection. <laughs> <laughs> um. My my third and final suggestion for TV to fill your Ted Lasso hole is a little show on HBO Max. Again, I just love that HBO Max. It's called How To with John Wilson. Kenny, have you, have you seen it? <laughs> Hold on, let me get out of the pool. <laughs> no, I have not seen it. Oh my gosh, you would love it. Um, this is, um. let me just read from the plot because it's, it's kind of hard to describe. Uh, John Wilson attempts to give advice while dealing with his own personal issues. The 25-minute episodes, framed as tutorials and filmed mainly on the streets of New York City, cover topics from small talk to scaffolding. While each episode initially focuses on its title topic, in the course of his investigation, Wilson meets people and strikes up conversations that lead in unpredictable directions. For example, an episode titled How to Improve Your Memory ends up featuring a conference on the Mandela effect in Ketchum, Idaho. What? Yes. Um, I saw this dude at a film festival in Miami, like maybe four years ago, showing um, some shorts that he was making. And he's a very interesting man, very funny. But what he does is he just, he lives in New York and he always has a camcorder with him, like not a high quality camera. And he's just always filming everything. So he has like this insane library of footage of New York and he, I don't even know how to explain it. He just, he comes up like the first episode is how to make small talk. So it starts out with him just narrating a tutorial using all this random footage that fits into this very specific topic because he has so much and the way he keeps track of everything he shoots is like just insanely organized um, but then, it, like like the the description said, it kind of like morphs into something else based on people that he meets, and it just goes in very interesting directions uh, with very interesting real characters. Um, and then towards the end of the season, it kind of gets like really, really heartfelt and really emotional because it's right when lockdown was starting, and it's like the early stages of COVID, 
and it like kind of changes completely what he's doing with the show. Um, but it's produced by Nathan Fielder, um, who who knows what he's doing. He's a funny guy, um, and it's it's like a, a it's a weird show. So it'll probably take you a minute to get into the language of it because it's just quirky. And at first, you might just be like, uh, "This is this actually is a weird YouTube tutorial," but just stick with it. It rewards. <laughs> it pays off big time. Uh, I don't think you've seen it, have you, Sai? I have. I didn't know you're still watching it. Um, oh, yeah. It is so bizarre. It's really fun though. <laughs> like it's it's hard to describe. Truly, it's like not quite Billy on the street. Because right. it's not produced in the same way, but it is this idea of someone talking to people just on the street. Yeah. It's interesting. I think what I love about it so much is that he meets these really strange people and it doesn't become a show that's like, let's make fun of this strange person. Like he no. really talks to them and he gives them the air, you know what I mean? And to, gives them space to communicate their beliefs and stuff and never really hates on them. Um, yeah, it's just, it, I feel like it'd be easy just to be like, get a little of this guy. Yeah. But it just lets them, their, their interesting characters just be funny on their own, like without him uh, making fun of them. That's it's as I've talked about on Lasso cast so many times, it's so much more difficult to create comedy without making someone the butt of the joke. That mm-hmm. sounds like an incredibly difficult thing to do. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of mind blowing. Cause like in, I think in one of the later episodes, he goes into his own issues with um, what's it called? Like obsessive compulsive maybe. And how he has hmm. just notebooks and notebooks and notebooks full of the logs of the tapes and like what every shot is and all this, because it's impressive just when he starts, when he narrates and he references something there's usually like a shot coinciding with it that is a joke based on what he said. Like he just has footage of everything you could imagine in New York. That's wild. Yeah. Kenny, it's, I it's, think you would like this. Yeah, I think so too. Mm, sounds like it's got a lot of conflict though. <laughs> no. No. Not a lot mm. of conflict. We'll see. Um, yeah, check it out. And if you're like, I don't know about this. If you watch one, you're like, I don't know. Then – just watch the last – it's only six episodes and they're like 20-something minutes. The last episode starts off as how to cook the perfect risotto and then COVID starts and it turns into something completely different. Oh, my gosh. And it's just – it's lovely. Uh, so check that out. That's How To with John Wilson on HBO Max. Now I have a question. Yes. Was this the show where there's an episode with like a sofa or a chair – like how to like move yes. a chair across New York or something like that. How to cover your furniture. He how to cover your furniture. Wrapped mm-hmm. in plastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure I'm thinking of the same show. That's it. Yeah, there's one. There, there's an episode. I don't remember exactly which one it is. Where he starts off. I think it's maybe how to split how to split the check. And then it at ends some up point, with he, like <laughs> a dick extender. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> he meets a dude who invented a, an object that will re- restore your foreskin. Yeah. So there's lots of shots of penis in that episode. If, if that's oh. something you're not into, it's very interesting. I think that's like the fifth episode. There's, yeah. there's not enough dong representation in media. I you think the guy was very much, I think it was like if you were circumcised. Yeah, he was, he was anti-circumcision. Like, yeah, but you can get it back. Like if yeah, you use this extender. Uh-huh. It was just like a thing you put on your dick and then the weight on the end would pull your foreskin down. Uh-huh. And he what? wears it all day long. He has it like running down his leg, uh-huh. like the weight. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's very interesting. <laughs> and then he's just like on its bed playing with his with his balls and stuff. It's But it's, it's unbelievable. like very um He's like not doing a bit. Like his kids are home and he's not yeah. like creepy. He's literally just like walking this around talking to the thing. Yeah. yeah. Just like I like stamps and also I have a dick extender. Like, oh. Yeah. Uh, I'll watch that with Heidi later tonight. Oh, please do. do. She'll love it. She oh, will love it. I can't wait to hear what you think of the show. I really love it. And they're, they're shooting season two right now, I think, which who knows when that will come out because it's an insane amount of shooting. 
Um, yep, that's my last uh, how to fill your hole. Ted Lasso. Um, Sai, what's your last TV or movie suggestion? Yeah, I'm sticking with TV. Uh, my last one is The Chair nice. on Netflix. So I'm just running the table with Netflix right now, uh, which I usually would not advocate for them so much, but good stuff right now. So it's a 30 minute comedy starring um, a lot of really fun people. So it's Sandra Oh, her character is uh, Ji Eun, and then Jay Duplass plays uh, Bill Dobson, uh, Holland Taylor, living legend. Uh, she's a professor at the school that they're at. Um, and then Bob Billabin, also like living oh. legend, is in the oh. show. It's so yeah. fun. Um, so the whole premise is that uh, Sandra Oh is at this major university and she's the first female of color to become the chair. Um, and so she's trying to like meet the high expectations of, you know, kind of saving this failing English department. Um, but she's also trying to like navigate being a single parent to an adopted child. And so that's an interesting twist. Who's um, showing some emotional issues. Yes. Her child has some emotional issues, which is interesting. Um, yeah. So her relationship with Jay Duplass, again, this Bill Dobson character, is interesting because he's, you know, potentially on the chopping block. He had bad behavior at school, so he might be getting kicked out. And because she's the chair, it's kind of falling on her to either um, help her friend, uh, you know, stay in the good graces of the school or just do the right thing and or quote the right thing according to the school and just get him out of there. Um I love their chemistry together. I think that's what I'm obsessed with. I, it's so hard to describe, but they are really magnetic on the screen. Mm -hmm. And it's not like a super sexy show. It's more just like these two very reasonable adults who have had a long friendship. And so you can like feel how long their friendship has been and this like odd tension that they have oh, because yeah. she clearly has like a love for him and his yeah. wife just passed both, away. Yeah. They've both been through their fair amount of shit. Yeah. And so right now they are both in theory able to date. Like they are both single and in theory, all the things are, are available to them. And it's just so interesting to watch. I, Loved the show. It's also only six episodes, 30 minutes long. So it's so short and I had to like savor every minute of it. But again, the point is it's on Netflix. It's 30 minutes called The Chair and it's wonderful. Also created by the great <gasps> Amanda Peet. Yes. Yes. No. Mm -hmm. Yes. Amanda oh. Peet and Annie Julie Wyman. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So it's good. Alone. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Sandra Oh is unbelievable in it. She's so good. She's so freaking good. Nice. Ken, you got a lot of shows to check out. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. do. Um, <laughs> what's your last hole filler? Uh, speaking of hole filler, uh, Sai, is it okay if I get some wine? Oh, from the reality house? Yeah. Of course. We got wine fridges upstairs and downstairs. Cool. I'm just going to grab this uh, bottle of red, pour Ooh. myself a glass, sit down, turn on HBO Max, and watch one of my favorite films of all time, Magic Mike XXL. <laughs> never heard of it. You've never heard of Magic Mike XXL, Johnny? No. Uh, well, Johnny, uh, have you ever watched Ted Lasso and gone, I wish that these guys were male strippers? Yeah. Well, that, uh, that is what Magic Mike XXL is to nice. me the sequel to the film Magic Mike, which you do not have to have seen in order to enjoy the second one, uh, which is genuinely one of my favorite films of all time. I cannot stress enough that this is not a bit. This is not me being silly. I absolutely love and adore this film. And I think that it is very much an embodiment of what Ted Lasso uh, purports to be, which is just being kind and being kind to people that need it and kind of changing the world through kindness. Mm -hmm. uh, 
And once you get through the plot filled first 30 minutes of the movie, which I'll be honest, I love this movie. I give it five stars, but also the first 30 minutes kind of shaky. But once they take Molly and uh, Tobias's yogurt van, Froyo van, well, it's not Tobias. It's, um, oh boy, what's his name? This is my third favorite film of all time. And I can't remember one of the main characters' names. <coughs> Job. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm looking it up. Let's see what we got here. Where the frig is it? Magic Mike XXL. Who's in the movie? We got big. Tito. Nope. Of course, it's Tito's Froyo. Tito. Yes. Mm, sure. Tito's Froyo van. Whenever they take Molly uh, in Tito's Froyo van. Uh, then the movie kicks off and it becomes a series of vignettes about male strippers going around the Florida panhandle and just making women happy. Nice. And not only just making women happy through the joys of exotic dance, but to be, it is never making ha- them happy as a way of asserting dominance or just proving that they uh, have that they are the sexiest and the most powerful, but genuinely looking at the people out in the audience mm. and going, what do you need? There's a marvelous sequence with Donald Clubber doing at least within the film, what is purported to just be an improvised rap and asking the asking a woman, why is she there? What does she love? What is valuable about her life? And then just kind of forming this rap based off of her life and just kind of trying to make her feel wanted and loved and desired in, in this moment. Um, it is so beautiful. It is great. Campy fun. Um, I just, I, I freaking love it. Pour yourself a glass of wine, watch it with friends. Uh, if, if you are all vaccinated, go you know, get, get a house full of people and just watch it, get wine drunk and watch magic by XXL. You're going to um, have a good time. Is McConaughey in this one or McConaughey? McConaughey is not in this one. Hmm. Uh, and as much as I love McConaughey, it gives the ensemble a chance to shine, which is a weird thing to say about a movie about male strippers. But Joe Manganiello mm. is a revelation in this movie. A revelation. That's uh, beautiful. There's Sia, nine things. Huh? Sia, have you watched Magic Mike XXL? I no. have not, but I've been to a male review before and they are surprisingly positive. Like it's not for me. Like I don't personally need to be on stage, but it is like a very pumper uppery kind of thing. Like the ladies who end up on stage are truly like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening to me. Like, this is amazing. And like, like it is done in a tasteful way. If, I don't know. I, I get the idea of the movie. It's, it's, it's interesting. We should finally watch the Blu-ray that we have and then do a male review review. I'm down for it. Oh gosh, I love XXL. It's so good. Nice. Um, Yeah, there's nine things for you to check out. Um, Before we get to our podcast, real quick, I just wanted to shout out some honorable honorable mentions from the TV section. uh, Black Lady Sketch Show, and also also on HBO Max. Um, Ashley Nicole Black, who wrote on Ted Lasso, is a writer and cast member on that show. She's hilarious. The show's hilarious. We've mentioned it before. Check it out. Uh, also, The Wedding Coach on Netflix, Jamie Lee, another writer on Ted Lasso. Uh, it's a reality show, but it's I'd say it's more like Queer Eye, where it's about um, helping people through their wedding weekends and wedding woes and keeping things positive. It's very nice. Um, the uh, Detroiters, great show. Another one on HBO Max. My God, I feel like we're only mentioning like two streaming services uh sam richardson and tim robinson it's a very quirky comedy if you're into the other two when you check that out check out um detroiters as well uh did anybody else have any honorable mentions i do for sure (laughs) um 
I'm going to start with, and these are things that everybody should already be aware of. And I just want to put it on your radar um, from like a calendar management perspective, maybe. <laughs> so succession <laughs> is with us now. Okay. Yeah. That yeah, is yeah. back. So let's make sure we watch that. That's on HBO Sundays at 9 PM Eastern time. Um, and you know, that's like ugh, rich family media conglomerate. The yeah, kids I, are like, you know, rat racing to take over the I company. I don't know if we've mentioned on the show, but we finally got Kenny and maybe Heidi yes. finally got him to watch it. But yeah, I feel like for a while, Kenny was not into it. I um, yeah, I I was not keen about watching Succession at all because it's it it's great. It's yet another show about white people, rich white people committing crimes. <laughs> I was not excited about it, and the writing on the show is so spectacular. Yeah, uh, it's undeniable. Like I cannot overstate just how not keen I was on watching Succession. I think we're I, gonna flip you on White Lotus then. Because White no. Lotus, again, it is – this is the world, though. It's a lot of white people doing not great things, like, hello. But, yeah, but I, I sometimes want, it's fun. I want aspirational fiction. I don't, sure. I don't want to watch fiction. I don't want to achieve a catharsis by watching fiction that is just reflecting what I see whenever I pop my head Why out. can't we have both? Because we live in a world <laughs> of binaries. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. What else we'll do you see. Have, um, yeah, more honorable mentions. I just want to let everyone know the bachelorette just started Michelle Young from Matt James season. She will be on the television on ABC on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern time. As we mentioned before, winter house, um, is upon us. It is on the Bravo Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern standard time. And then uh, my beloved insecure, Mm. Oh man, this is tough. Uh, Insecure is on HBO. It is a masterpiece of a show, um, you know, created by our dear friend Issa Rae. And it's in its final season and, and it's on Sundays, I believe at 8 p.m. on mm. HBO. And I need to catch up. Nice. Kenny, did you have any honorable mentions? Absolutely, I do, Johnny. And thank you for asking uh, be, because I'm a movie boy. Uh, it, I something that is perfect if you're looking to fill up the Ted Lasso Hall. If you have not seen Jimmy Stewart's Harvey mm. uh, from 1950, and yet I just watched it for the first time this year, thanks to a uh, listener on Twitter, Kate7911. Uh, she suggested I watched Harvey. I watched it, and I was so moved by it. It's about Jimmy Stewart and his imaginary giant rabbit friend, Harvey. Mm. But really, it's just about making the choice to be kind. Uh, it is, ugh, gosh, so exquisite. Uh, and then together, together with Ed Helms and Patty Harrison. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot about that. Which is one of my favorite movies of the year. Uh, everyone was talking about how Palm Springs was kind of there. Reflect, this was my pandemic movie. Palm Springs was my pandemic movie. Together Together is my pandemic movie of just kind of going, what is intimacy? How do you navigate intimacy? How do you navigate being vulnerable with someone? And how do you navigate a relationship knowing that at some point it will all kind of come to an end? Uh, mm. And it is just oh boy and that is on hulu right now if you have a subscription to hulu excellent go watch it it is a cool 90 Ooh, you'd nice. love to see a cool 90 yes 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 gosh it is exquisite probably my favorite at helms period oh nice uh and i think the first thing that i've seen patty harrison do anything and it's exquisite yeah and tig notaro tig mm. you'll love to see uh, Star Trek Discovery is Tig Notaro. <laughs> nice. I forgot about that. I got to check that out. I really, that sounds right at my alley. I got to find oh, that. Oh, Sufi Bradshaw's in it from Veep. Love her. I love you. Thank you. Did you have anything else? Oh, Kenny? Yeah, you. Uh, Any other movies or shows? Uh, you watch Star Trek Next Generation. Mm. <laughs> I guess he, yeah, I guess he can. Yeah, it's available wherever TV shows are. 
Really? I think it's still on all of the streaming services. It's on C-dubs. It's on well, UPN. Not, it's on WB. That, no, I don't think it's, it's on, on um, WGN. It's on Netflix. It's on Amazon Prime. I think it's still on Hulu. It's definitely on Paramount+. Plus. TNT. Uh, if you watch Star Trek The Next Generation, start with season three. Uh, and also, one of the interesting things to just look out for is one of the mandates from the creator, Gene Roddenberry, was going, I want to make sure that our main characters don't have conflict with each other. Literally. And so you have a show circa 1990 where the writers are having to go, how do we generate story premises where the characters are not in conflict with each Mm -hmm. other? And because of that, you see some incredible TV Mm -hmm. because it's just, they're having to generate story premises that don't function with what people usually do with drama. It's thrilling. Their answer was, if something breaks on the ship every week. I don't know. Yeah, very much so. The holodeck usually breaks, transporter malfunctions, uh, crystalline entities, you name it. You got it. Nice. Uh, let's do, let's recommend a couple podcasts real quick. Uh, if you're tired of us and you want to check out some other podcasts. Well, um, hold on. Uh, Johnny, I'm still in the reality house. Do I need to go to the podcast house? Yeah, come on over. We're over here now. Okay. Uh, let me leave going out to the podcast cabana out back. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's so many, this just, this whole cabana is just banana themed. Banana cabana. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I'll just help myself to a Mai Tai over here. Yeah. There's a bunch of them up there. <laughs> um, couple podcasts. How long have these Mai Tais been sitting out, Johnny? days oh, oh no okay yeah that's I'll, not good i'll still have one but i won't they should happy still about be it. fine yeah the alcohol uh kill. just pick out the gnats just pick them out <laughs> and shoot them back um i wanted to recommend a, a podcast that's no longer active but there's plenty of a backlog for you to go through and i think they just did like a q a episode like once every six months they'll do some like mailbag um but it's called pistol shrimps radio it is <clears throat> uh, improvisers that I love, Matt Gorley and Mark McConville. They basically are commentators at a L.A. Rec League basketball league. The team is called the Pistol Shrimps, um, and it's real. It's a real basketball league. It's real? Um, yep, and they're at the game. They're commentating, but they don't know anything about basketball. Oh my gosh. Uh, and most of the time they'll talk about the game for a minute and then they'll go off on like an hour conversation about Cloris Leachman or something. Ah! Um, it's great. They're both sweethearts start from the beginning because there's a lot of inside jokes that build up. And if you start towards the end, you might be like, what, what, what's happening? Um, yeah. Matt Gorley, big sweetheart. Listen to that one. Also um, sweet smell of succession. Now that succession is back. David Chin and Tara uh, Ariano, I think her name is, do a recap podcast about Succession. It's uh, really well produced. They bring up some good insights. And it's kind of one of the podcasts that got me thinking we should do LassoCast. So check those two out. Who wants to go next? Kenny, go. Absolutely, I'll go. Mm -hmm. Uh, The two podcasts that I will recommend, uh, the first one being Freedom with Scott Ackerman, Lauren Lapkus, and Paul F. Tompkins. Yes. Uh, It is three improvisers that are just doing bits incredibly fast and very furiously. Uh, it, It is the funniest thing that I have listened to. Uh, Boy, howdy. I just, it, it's, it's, it's just three improvisers hanging out and just communicating and loving each other through the language of bits. Hmm. Uh, it, it, uh, as a person that's been doing improv comedy since, Oh boy, since 2008, good Lord. Uh, it is just a warm bath of a podcast for me. I, I love to hear it. Mm-hmm. And then 
no surprise here, but my other recommendation is Blank Check with Griffin and David. Uh, it is a podcast about filmographies, directors who have massive success early on in their careers and are given a series of blank checks to make whatever crazy passion projects they want. Sometimes they'll check clear and sometimes they bounce. Uh, it is... Oh boy. It is simultaneously dense with bits and also incredibly informative. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, also telling a story about a filmmaker and reading, just applying auteur theory to the films and trying to chart a story about the filmmaker while also talking about the films most of the time in depth. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're looking for a brilliant episode to start off with, with blank check, I would highly, 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 highly recommend the Billy Lynn's long halftime walk episode, which is a very palatable film school in a two and a half hour, three hour podcast mm -hmm. episode. It is, that is also very bit heavy at the same time. It's, it is my favorite episode of podcast period. Yeah. The uh, that Halloween episode was also amazing. Oh my god! Just gosh. go through the the complete history of horror. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I support all of the things I've heard so far. I've not heard Pistol Shrimps, but I do love you will love uh, it. Matt Gorley. I'm very excited for that. Kenny, yeah. I love Freedom, and I do not subscribe to Blank Check, but that is a staple on all of John and I's road trips. So I've heard yep. so much Blank Check, and it, it's so great. It's really, really good. It's it's exquisite. It's really easy to get inseparable with film discussion as someone that uh, very often goes into snobby film opinions. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, I like to think that Blank Check uh, is able to ride the line of mm -hmm. uh, being ha having some uh, articulate opinions, but also being fairly accessible. So and they're very passionate about it. Um, I distinctly remember an episode around mm -hmm. uh, – <laughs> Space Jam, Space Jam 2. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Griffin, goodness. Griffin was very upset. Very upset, but it was like so funny to listen to. And like all of, like I didn't know so much about the original Space Jam. Like it was so informative and also yeah. hysterical. It's a great podcast. Yep. Sigh, what you got? Um, mine are interesting. So. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> The first one, I'm a recent yeah. listener of. <laughs> Have you guys heard Ben Shapiro? Sai loves Ben Shapiro. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> this the first one is called uh, Just Shoot It Podcast. And so it's uh, a gentleman, Matt Enlow, and another gentleman, Orrin Kaplan. And they are just talking about um, being filmmakers and like, what does it take to just, you know, shoot some stuff? And so they have a bunch of guests who are in the industry. And I recently started listening because I'm like, I don't know, like John and Kenny have been in the industry for a while and I've been like lurking on the sides and I'm like, maybe this is something I'm interested in. So anyways, if you're on the periphery of like, how do I get into film or TV or like doing something really creative? I really am enjoying this podcast. So I'm just going to throw them out there. That's the first one. Nice. And again, that's just shoot it podcast. Cool. Uh, yeah. The second podcast is the deep dive. And so this is with Jessica St. Clair and June Diane Raphael. So these are two fantastic women who act and also, um, you know, do a bit of improv. And so it's a hysterical podcast and they are basically just talking about their lives. And so they're both mothers. So a lot of it's about, you know, just being a parent, you know, living the life in LA slash, you know, just kind of doing the thing. And so even though I'm not a parent and I don't live in LA, I just find it all very interesting and very touching. Um, and so all the moms out there who just want to I don't know, connect with like this really cool community of like interesting thinkers. I think you're going to really enjoy them because they're really funny. And sometimes mm -hmm. they talk about death, which I don't love, but if you can get past that, uh, it's really great. So that's my pitch. Yeah. They're both very funny. And they, they both used to be on comedy bang bang a lot. Back mm -hmm. in the day. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, and then of course, check out the podcasts that, 
you know, we've mentioned before on the show by friends or people from Ted Lasso, films to be buried with, with um, Brad Goldstein. That's a great one. They also talk about death every single episode. Nope. <laughs> Uh, Trekking Through Time and Space, Jacob Hall and uh, H. Tran Bowie. They talk about Doctor Who and Star Trek. And also the film cast, Avengers uh, a part of that cast. And me and Kenny have probably been listening to that since its inception, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a big one for us. Big one. Uh, anything else that we should mention? I want to give one honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Because this is the show I've listened to the longest and I will never stop listening to, but I don't know if it's for everyone. It is called Bitch Sesh. Oh it's a God. podcast um, with uh, Danielle Schneider and Casey Wilson. You know Casey Wilson from um, Happy Endings and Black Monday and all kinds of stuff. Uh, again, comedians talking about Bravo, which again is where my heart lies. <laughs> so I know that's not for everyone. So I know it's a tough sell, but if you are a Bravo person and you're like, what? This is the podcast for you. Mm-hmm. That's it. They're also very funny. They're hysterical. Daniel Schneider's a great comedy writer. I know. She doesn't get enough credit. I think visually people know Casey, but you've you've seen Danielle's work. She's great. Mm-hmm. Married to Matt Besser and, and the funnier person in that in that relationship. Improv for humans. No <laughs> robots allowed. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> All right. Uh. <laughs> um, I don't think there's anything else to talk about. I think that's it. So uh, hopefully you'll find at least one thing in everything that we've just mentioned that you can spend some time with over the next, what do we have, like eight months till season three, probably? <laughs> um, more? Ten months? I don't know. Whatever it is, check out all these shows. And then, of course, like in between your Ted Lasso rewatches, um, let us know if you watch any yeah. based on our uh, recommendation and what you think. Also, let us know if, uh, if you check out those podcasts. Especially if you watch Magic Mike XXL. Yeah. And you're digging it. Because I'm yeah. always I'm always eager to to chat Magic Mike. Oh, Hashtag gosh. mail review review. Ooh. Let us know Ooh. what you thought. Ooh. Uh thank you so much for listening. This is our first Patreon fam jam app. This one will also be up on the main feed if you're wondering why you're hearing this. But after this. They won't be. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to LassoCast. Please take a second to rate, review, subscribe on whatever podcast app you're using. You can find us on Twitter and and TikTok at LassoCast, at the LassoCast on Instagram. You can email us, LassoCast at Gmail. You can go to LassoCast.com. And if you want to support us, we're LassoCast on Venmo. If you leave a little note, we'll read it on the show. Uh, LassoCast is produced by Saida Rhodes, edited by me, John, and the music is by MG Sound. Don't forget to check out the, the show notes for some fun links. And we really look forward to, uh, to, to having you back next episode. Thank you.